This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for joining us this morning. We'd like to welcome our next guest. We have Patrick McNamara and Jessica Morell, and we are going to talk about Train the Brain. And we want to welcome you both to our show, and we'll start with Jessica, if you want, if you don't mind, uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what got you involved in Train the Brain. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, so my name is Jessica Merrill, and I am representing the Merrill Family Foundation. Um, it's a foundation that my family and I started after we lost my dad to suicide um, almost eight years ago as a way to ensure that other families didn't have to go through what our family went through by um, uh, bringing to light the resources that exist in our community for mental health, um, not only from a proactive standpoint, like we do with Train the Brain, but also in a crisis situation, uh, where can you look for help? And so we work with organizations, nonprofits, and other foundations around our community um, to make sure that those resources are accessible and available to members of our community. Well, it's our belief here on South Florida Sunday that there are a tremendous wealth of services available to folks uh, here in the Palm Beach County area and in South Florida. And one of the issues is is no one knows that there's resources available. So that's the point of uh, South Florida Sunday. So we're glad that you're here to enlighten us. Uh, Patrick McNamara, your turn. My name is Pat McNamara. I am the president and CEO of Palm Health Foundation, and it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we started the Train the Brain campaign um, almost a little over two years ago. And uh, when I first came to the foundation, it was a... Um, a, a topic that is uh, dear to my heart, and uh, I'm just uh, thrilled with the amount of uh, momentum that has continued to uh, catch on year over year. Um, we operate these community health campaigns uh, through the foundation, um, and uh, one of the uh, purposes of the Train the Brain campaign is to help residents understand that taking care of your brain health is just important, uh, just as important as taking care of your physical health. It's, it's true. There's a, it seems like there's more and more uh, emphasis every day on physical health, working out, going to the gym, uh, you know, especially on the weekends. If you're driving around, there's always folks bicycling and running and uh, walking. But there, as you said, there doesn't seem to be much emphasis on um, your, your, your mental health and, uh, and, as you say, training the brain. And so that's what Train the Brain is all about, right? Yes, and that's, that's exactly. actually um, funny that you bring it up. It's how our partnership started. Um, Palm Health Foundation in probably 2000, maybe 17, 17 mm -hmm. um, started the Let's Move campaign, which was was initiated in the White House from Michelle Obama. And it was just to get people in our country to start moving more. Uh, my family's business is um, a 30-year-old fitness and wellness facility, Ultima, out in Wellington. And uh, we parted, We started to partner with Palm Health Foundation on that initiative to get to kind of, you know, motivate more people to keep moving. And that was the catalyst for the conversation. And then as Pat came in as CEO, um, was, the, was when it initiated that we should really start to prioritize the conversation around brain health just as we had been around physical health. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are emphasizing uh, the workplace. So why is that? This year, uh, we are focusing in uh, 2019 for our campaign on brain health in the workplace. And uh, it's, it's interesting across the country, really across the globe, um, we have been seeing from the business community, greater recognition of the need to pay attention to mental health issues, um, and uh, particularly in the workplace. So um, uh, it really caught my eye over the summer. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce uh, announced a partnership with the National Council on Behavioral Health um, to promote something called mental health first aid. 
And when I saw that, I, I just thought, mm -hmm. this is um, really important, timely, um, and wonderful for that sort of partnership to, to come about. And it, it has to do why we're focusing on the workplace is because it's where we spend such a significant amount of time in our lives. Um, and the studies that have come out have shown that, uh, by and large, we do not deal uh, with workplace stress well. Um, we engage in all sorts of unhealthy behaviors. Um, and there's a real appetite, especially along, uh, among millennials and uh, Generation uh, Zers, I guess they would call it, um, for uh, I think it's over 95% want their workplaces to uh, do better in terms of addressing mental health. Um, it's uh, the, the sort of thing where um, time has come for us to get beyond the age-old uh, stigma in terms of separating out mental health from the rest of our health care and well-being in general. Um, it's uh, uh, become a, a, a concern that over the next several years, um, uh, mental health conditions are going to cost the country more money than diabetes, cancer, um, and the other top uh, physical health ailments combined. You mentioned uh, an important word that I wanted to talk a little bit about, stigma. Um, and it, it seems to me that in a lot of corporate environments, there is a tremendous, as we said earlier, resource for folks that can reach out to HR if they feel like they, they need. But uh, do you think that stigma, they're afraid that their boss is going to find out that they're seeking health and it may jeopardize their employment? Do you find that seems to be an issue for workers in That's, the workplace? Uh, from the studies that came out last year from the um, – Mental Health America and uh, the uh, American Heart Association convened a CEO roundtable and also commissioned a large study. Um, that is absolutely the case. The vast majority of people um, will not, out of fear of stigma, uh, disclose uh, any sort of mental health condition that they're dealing with. But over 76% of them say that at some point in their life, they have dealt with a mental health condition. And let's just set the record straight. Isn't there a certain amount of uh, confidentiality that's involved? So even if you do reach out, there, there's there's actually, uh, uh, I don't want to say laws, but restrictions in place that prevent uh, mental health people or people who are seeking mental health to be having that information shared with employers. Is that correct? That is correct. And so, um, you know, the concern is valid yeah. in terms of how they might be treated. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of why it is really important um, for uh, employers to start at the top in terms of the culture that they're trying to uh, cultivate. And um, it's important to every business that their workforce is healthy. Um, for many different reasons, mm -hmm. um, but that includes their mental health. Um, and so uh, we've been pleasantly um, surprised to see that there are many uh, organizations, uh, different types of workplaces across the country who have really taken a wonderful lead in showing that there's all kinds of different ways that you can be more involved in this issue and uh, be more receptive for uh, what employees are going through. Um, it does not have to be a whole lot of money um, that you're, you're spending on it. You know, small businesses can jump in on this too, mm -hmm. um, for sure. And uh, one of the things that we did this year uh, in, is uh, pulled together that information that's available right now um, from these studies and from the workplaces that are exemplary and how they're treating this issue. And we've put it all in this uh, workplace wellness kit that we've made available for free. And folks can go to trainthebrainppc.org uh, to download that kit. Uh, employers, we encourage them to go 
um, to that website. Uh, we've already had over 500 downloads. Wow. Um, so the campaign has really been catching on. And um, it's such an important, timely issue. You think about our, our school district and the, mm-hmm. uh, the issues that we're facing there. Teachers, you know, right. needing to be supported. Um, and uh, in, our, in our government sector as well as in the private sector. And I think from the standpoint of, you know, there's obviously the process changes that need to get made and from a leadership standpoint and from, um, you know, adopting this culture into um, businesses as leaders and CEOs and entrepreneurs. Um, but I also think that there's, you know, as Pat mentioned, we, you spend so much time working at work in the office. And I think that from a stigma standpoint, um, just opening the communication that it doesn't necessarily, there's not like, oh, I have, it's not just mental illness. Mm -hmm. Everybody has brain health. That's just the, it's an organ in your body and there's, it's either healthy or it's not healthy. And so I think um, also repositioning and kind of viewing the idea of brain health as this is something you should talk about with your peers. It's not necessarily something that just needs to be spoken about when it's at a crisis situation or when it's concerning that you're not going to be able to show up to work or you're not going to be able to do your job. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, we, we focus a lot on, and a lot of what our foundation does is, um, is to kind of be the leaders and just getting out there and sharing our story and talking about the the tips and tricks that we've found. Um, And that's a lot of what's in the toolkit as well is, you know, a lot of it's just simple things, getting enough sleep, getting exercise, finding time to quiet your mind, taking a break, stepping away from a stressful situation and taking a few deep breaths. Um, These are all things that don't need to be elevated to a crisis situation that needs to go to your boss. These are things that you could just be sharing just like you would share your favorite TV show. I mean, let's make this the new water cooler conversation. Let's Mm. talk about how we're taking care of our brains and then we can build it from a top down leadership organizational change as well as from a bottom up the employees you know kind of supporting each other and having this important conversation so that the behavior can kind of start to change and the stigma can be erased you know I I say a lot that we created the stigma Mm -hmm. so we can all just choose to end it Mm -hmm. so if we all get to you know with everyone kind of there needs to be critical mass of everyone agreeing that that's what we're going to do and so I think that's what this train the brain campaign is a great you know conversation to be able to start to have. Well, with groups like Train the Brain, um, are are we making strides and erasing that stigma about mental health? Are people more willing, you think, now to uh, to speak up about it than they were in the past? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, just in the past couple of years since we started the campaign, we have seen that, um, in my experience, working in this arena, um, compared to the last 25 years, um, I've been working professionally in mm-hmm. this space, um, the conversation has tended to be elevated and then go away um, pretty quickly. You know, after there's a, a, a suicide and, um, or some other tragic event, you know, we talk about it as uh, the general public, and mm-hmm. then it goes away. Right. It's not going away. Um, And over the past two years, um, that's with good reason. Um, I think there's just growing acknowledgement. And in my personal opinion, I think we're reaching a tipping point in in terms of changing public, not only public opinion, but understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's the crucial part here. So much of the stigma is born out of ignorance Mm -hmm. um, and just holdover from the past. And um, we've also come to see that, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm talking to a, a relatively large audience, and I don't do this, but if I asked, you know, how many folks um, know somebody who's effect, affected directly by a mental illness, mm-hmm. most everybody's going to raise their hand. Um, sure. And so this is no longer an us versus them sort of issue. It's the sort of thing that we need to be able to uh, recognize and normalize, frankly, in terms of what is good mental health. We all have it. Um, And there's a continuum in terms of good mental health. And I think, too, you know, when you look back at, you know, some of the biggest health issues that have that our country has faced or the 
the world has faced over the past 10, 20, 30 years. And from my perspective, you look at it as there was a cultural shift when almost like pop culture got involved in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look now and you say October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the NFL changes the colors of their uniforms to acknowledge that. So the awareness, the money that is then raised, sub raised subsequently because of the awareness, and then that goes to research to finding a cure, that when you look at from to Pat's point about where it's starting to shift is it's no longer just a spike in something happened, everyone's reacting to it and it goes away. But you start to see that, you know, the Royals have a campaign in, you know, in the UK that's coming out. There's NBA players who are making a stand in the NBA to say that this is something that needs to be dealt with. It's happening in sports, in entertainment, in, you know, government. I mean, th this conversation's coming up in so many ways that um, supersedes one incident and also supersedes one community. Um, that's when, you know, when you look back and you see when did when did the shift shift change in a lot of these diseases, heart disease, lung cancer, breast cancer, um, you know, autism even. I think that that's when you started to see them be this conversation being introduced into pop culture. And we're starting to see that more and more that it's just kind of a, becoming a regular part of, you know, conversation among, you know, mm -hmm. the, the world, really. As it should be. And do you find, too, that uh, you mentioned pop culture uh, in a lot of recent suicides of a lot of pop culture icons. Robin Williams comes to mind, mm -hmm. uh, several others. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Kate Bourdain and, mm -hmm. and, and many, many others and some just recently, too. Uh, so and, and these folks, you, you know, you would just naturally assume that someone who is that successful uh, would be very happy, and and I, I'm sure you've probably seen the memes on social media where they show you all of these pop culture icons who, in, in pictures where they seem terribly happy. Uh, and do you find the case that folks who are contemplating suicide uh, do not share that feeling with anyone, and in fact go the other way and and will tell you uh, till the very end that everything's great, everything's fine, I'm very happy, there's nothing to worry about. Unfortunately, yes. Um, both uh, Jess and, and myself um, have been directly affected by a loved one's suicide. Mm -hmm. And um, the um, breaking the silence mm -hmm. um, is so terribly important. Um, and the earlier that someone recognizes and knows that it's okay to get help, um, the better chance they will be in terms of having a, a positive outcome. Fact of the matter is that the treatments that are available are, are successful and effective, mm -hmm. um, it, both in, um, uh, you know, if you're talking about depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder, the different sorts of things that we have. Now, none of them are 100 percent, you know, uh, perfect cures. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I point out to people, what in medicine is? Right. Well, um, you got to start somewhere, <laughs> right? And, right? And unless you are willing to engage in the help. Um, there, there's not much that anybody can do for you. That said, there's also we're encouraging folks that um, don't even uh, before it gets to the stage of, of being an illness or a crisis, mm -hmm. taking care of your mental wellness is important for all of us. And, you know, that's including um, a person who might have a history of uh, depressive disorder and that sort of thing. Um, and, and so just encouraging, just like uh, we have uh, developed habits for taking care of our teeth or different parts of our body, what are we doing on a daily basis for taking care of our brains? Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I want to thank you both for being on our South Florida Sunday with us this morning and sharing this valuable information. Uh, and if folks who are listening, I'm sure we have some folks listening that want to find out more uh, about Train the Brain, where should they go? Please go to trainthebrainpbc.org, and you will find a wealth of information on there, including where you can download uh, the 2019 Brain Health in the Workplace Wellness Kit.
Excellent. Well, thanks both of you Thank for being you. on South Florida Sunday. Thank you, Ron.